Investigators took Michael Cohen's computer, phone, and personal records as part of the search of the raid of his office. We don't know if he's guilty, but we do know without a computer or phone, he's definitely bored. (laughs) Senator Tammy Duckworth gave birth to a baby girl, making her the first senator to do so while in office. Though Mitch McConnell was the first one whose water broke. (laughs) Steve Wozniak, who co-founded Apple with Steve Jobs, says he's abandoning Facebook because of its exploitation of people's data. Meanwhile, the prototype of the next iPhone can predict when you're going to die. Fox News accidentally broadcasted a graphic listing them as the least trusted major news network. Well, you know what they say, even a broken clock is right about the least trusted major news network. And finally, Facebook notified users who had their data stolen by the political research firm Cambridge Analytica of the data breach. Users received one of those cute little notifications that say, we care about your memories. Check out this post from a Russian bot two years ago that wrongly influenced your political views. The Trump Trump Report report starts starts now. now. Live from Los Angeles, California, AfterBuzz TV, and America's Voice, this is The Trump Report. One of those, one of those times where you feel like you've done something before, like exactly the same thing happened to you, and it happens again a minute later. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt, and joined as always by Chelsea Galicia. Hello, and next to Chelsea, hi, Tamara Brown, right here, and. Hey guys, Scott Moore. And uh, in a little while, we'll have a, a very special visitor, all the way from the land down under. Uh, can you hear? Can you hear the thunder? We will uh, get the uh, outsiders' perspective on our crazy political system from hot my friend Brad Warren. Hot takes from Crocodile hot, Bundy. Hot takes from down under. Exactly. Uh, that's not a take. That's a take. Anyway, uh, so we talk about this a lot on the show. Where you know, when we sit down, it's like, oh my gosh. What are we going to talk about? There's never anything new. There's not even anything remotely interesting. Uh, at some point, we'll probably just do a show on maybe vacation plans that we all have for the summer or something. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can cobble together enough of a show here. Uh, so, um, hey, so the FBI apparently raided uh, Trump lawyer's uh, office and his home. And, and I don't know if his home is a hotel room, so maybe that's a third location. Um, Sorry. Chelsea, yep. you as our uh, you're a recovering lawyer, but you are a resident uh, it's, attorney. It, it's my side hustle. I've I've recategorized it from so, being a retired recovering to it's my side hustle. So you've just given into the fact that it has power <laughs> over you. That is the first step to yeah. recovering <laughs> as a lawyer. You're an uh, Uber driver who lawyers on the side. side. Yeah. <laughs> who moonlights as a lawyer? I wonder, on the side, I wonder yeah. which one you make more at. <laughs> I want to know. So you. So what? What should we know about all this? You know, just from not not from the emotion. Uh, Scott Moore dancing in the street celebrating, <laughs> which we'll get to, but just sort of informationally, uh, yeah, okay. tell us tell us what this means from that kind of standpoint. Well, there's a the couple facts. of reasons why this is a big deal because you're like, wait a minute, isn't don't we have such thing as lawyer client privilege? So that's an issue here. And then the other thing is going into raid an office. Don't we have rights? So I'll address each of those. First of all, about the rights, there was a warrant, and it wasn't. Robert Mueller that had anything to do with this is actually a U.S. attorney uh, who went to a judge to get a warrant. So this is not some, I don't know, like silly witch hunt or something. This is a completely different 
I don't know why you use yeah, that term witch hat. Which is such a weird phrase. Have you heard that somewhere? So the, so this is like a legit separate thing from the whole Russia investigation. And yes, you can get a warrant for a no-knock uh, search warrant, which is means that you don't even get the politeness of the you know police open up. They just go right in. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, Trump doesn't like it. Think of all of the immigrants mm-hmm. who are having that done to them. Think of a lot. There are a lot of people that have that done to them. The and, and way too many situations because I think even one is too many. Um, FBI or police officers will shoot people's dogs. They will take assets. Uh, known as civil forfeiture. A lot of this has to do with drug cases, and now it seems ridiculous that they would do that over cannabis, which is fully legal here in California and other states. But this kind of thing happens all the time, and it's not like an attack on the country. So there's that. The other part about, (coughs) wait, why would anybody be allowed to go in and get Michael Cohen's information related to Donald Trump? Isn't there such thing as attorney-client privilege? If the law was that simple, nobody would have to go to law school. The thing is, is that everything has an exception. So that's why you go to law school is to learn all the exceptions to all the rules and laws that people think that we have. So yes, there is such thing as attorney-client privilege where an attorney doesn't have to disclose anything, even something illegal about their own client. But if they are in together on some sort of criminal conspiracy, then that privilege is no longer and the Department of Justice has the right and hopefully ethical and legal obligation to go in and thwart any criminal enterprise it, that may or may not have occurred or in the past or ongoing. Is it similar to like a doctor-client privilege where, you know, if you tell your psychiatrist, you know, under that sort of setting, like, yeah, but uh, I hate my wife so much I'm totally going to kill her, that they're then actually held responsible if you go and kill your wife. So what if... You know, they they know something specific, and maybe they're not involved, but then they don't they don't act on it. Uh, there are professionals that have a duty to report, and that is one of those dilemmas from real psychiatrists, therapists, child counselors, all sorts of the, uh, the line of when does their report their duty to report kick in, and when it's something very specific, a plan to hurt yourself or somebody else. Yeah, they have a duty to report that to authorities. Uh, thank very you. good analogy. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed. So basically, well, I, I'm just impressed as I too. thought, <laughs> this is not a big deal. <laughs> this is just not a big deal. Well, I mean, it, 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 we keep getting told that it's a big deal, but we get told that everything's a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Tamara, are you buying into this one? Are you drinking the Scott Moore Kool Aid? That the like, impeachment clock countdown is—is like is it like ten minutes? I want to like put my head minutes. down. I want to put my head down, and every single time CNN has a breaking news special report. Somebody just tap me on the shoulder, and I'll be like, is he still in office? And if the answer is yes, then just leave me alone. I should ask them to do a rule where, like, they can only have as many breaking news stories as somebody could survive taking shots every time. (laughs) Yeah. And in one day, if you were going to die from how many shots you take because of their frequency of breaking news, and they can no longer have that many. I mean, because otherwise it is just like constant then, trauma yeah. being punched in the face. But then it kind of depends, because I know people that would be able to, you know, really go to town with, you know, 30 false alerts. Yeah. Uh, and by and the way, just... Tamara, Tam, I want to correct what you said. CNN would have a breaking fake news alert. I'm sorry, yes. you actually said that incorrectly. I just want to make sure that we get on the record. Yeah, it's a breaking fake news alert. Christian and his anti-CNN agenda rears yeah. its ugly head. <laughs> 
But if they'd be interested in airing the show, <laughs> <I'd be laughs> yes. and if they want to pay for it too, it'd be, well, I mean that's implied. Mm-hmm. You know, who who would give somebody a show that they don't get paid for? Mm-hmm. Scott, I want to know. <laughs> right. uh, so the uh, for anyone who watches the show regularly, you know that uh, Scott is he's just really keeps sliding the abacus over closer and closer <laughs> to uh, you know the sum total of all these stories equals impeachment. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's the clock at right now? I'd still say it's two minutes two before minutes. midnight. All yes. right, so it's 11.58 yes. right now. All mm-hmm. right. It's still a long ways off. Um, you know, but I, I always have to point out when we're having this same conversation that we always have about how close you feel like we are to impeachment, um, I, I don't see Pence being implicated in any of this. Are you all right with that? He's not. I don't think he's going to go down for this. No, but as long as he's a lame duck, you know, you get a Democratic Congress uh, taking over and he can't really do Do you think Mother will years. keep him in line if Pence is president? <laughs> do you think that he won't be allowed to vote? He won't be allowed to go to the Senate because there's so many women there? Yeah, there's there? too many women there. He can't yeah. go unattended. Well, She'll have I mean, to be there. Yeah, less less women than there used to be. But there's still, you know, there's still a lot. Uh, um, what do you actually seriously take uh, away from the story? I mean, compared compared to other breaking fake or otherwise yes. news alerts. Um, I still think it's it's a, it's a big deal in the sense that it's not even connected directly with the Russia investigation. So now you have a whole secondary issue going on right now. And uh, of course, when you're going to raid the personal lawyer of the president of the United States, that's a that's a pretty big deal, regardless of what the situation is. So if if we could do prediction, where do you <laughs> think this goes to next? There, there's the where you hope it goes yeah. to next. But where where do you th- what do you think is likely to happen next? I don't even mean ultimate. You know the next major the ultimate uh reveal the big reveal at the end it's a tough one because we're going to get into it later about you know Mueller and what that means for his we're going to get into that next does it so. mean the um i'm trying to think of the the guy's name the from new york not the attorney but the uh i can't think of the word it just mike bloomberg no <laughs> he's actually not you know, the, the basically the guy that uh that replaced the one that trump had fired and it was that position in southern New York that basically was the one that gave the permission for getting the warrant put through. This guy only has a few more days, technically. Well, a few more weeks. The U.S. attorney? Yes, the U.S. attorney. Mm-hmm. That's it. It was like a slip. But totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's the one that actually ordered that. And the fascinating thing is that after May 5th, if Trump does not want to fire him, then it's up to the judges in that district to be able to either keep him on or appoint somebody new. And it's not up to, to Trump. So... Um, there's the implication is Trump going to fire him? Um, how far up the chain is he going to go for firing people? Because clearly he's very upset about the situation, which anyone would be thinking his personal information has been, uh, you know. Or maybe like, isn't he supposed to go to Peru next week? Maybe he'll go. Oh, and he's then... not. No, he has canceled. He has canceled that now. Yeah. So Mike oh, Pence is going in his that. steed. You know, oh. getting his presidential uh, uh, along with mother. I would of course assume. he yeah. doesn't travel solo, especially not around all, those, around all those Peruvian women. Yeah, I don't no, think so. he doesn't travel internationally solo. Uh, so uh, th- this sort of leads us to our, our next area. It's really the same topic, but there are a number of Republicans that are really urging President Trump to, you know you know, don't fire this guy. And, you know, you have, of course, plenty of Democrats, but who listens to them? You know, who listens to Chris Coons and Cory Booker? Not President Trump. He doesn't listen to Lindsey Graham either, but at least he's the same party. Uh, so you have you have all these people, and uh, they're trying to, you know, just really state the case. It's like, you know, it's really bad if you do this. But the real question is, and I go back to Chelsea, can he fire him? Is he still at the point where he can? Well, this is one of those situations mm-hmm. where law school doesn't tell you everything because mm. so you can't is, be president because you don't. There know the is to this. no mm-hmm. actual like black and white letter law also, that says she's not yes yet or no. 
Right. Th- thank you for pointing that out. Yes. Three more months to go. <laughs> and by that, you mean four more years and four more months. That's nice. um, so it's not very clear. I mean, apparently, Sarah Sanders believes that the president can, as she announced today. But you can find plenty of good, smart legal scholars who say no. Right. Technically, not. he can't directly. And that's what it goes back to is that technically he can't directly, but he can go around the way by firing Rosenstein and by firing, you know, people that are not going to uh, fire uh, Mueller directly. So he can't directly, but he can have Rosenstein do it, who's in the place of Jeff Sessions, who recused himself. So technically he could fire him, get rid of the attorney general, replace an attorney general. Theoretically, that would that would be a rubber stamp for him. Tell that person to fire Mueller and he could technically do that, but it would be. As we've talked about in previous episodes, it would be a bad situation all around for him, for Republicans, and, and for the country in general. Tamara, what's best for comedy? What What's the best thing that happens here? Is that uh, he, they just keep, you know, kind of private eyes watching him, seeing what he's up to, watching his every move, I but doesn't actually get fired, you know? What's best for comedy? I don't know. More, uh, more Stormy Daniels somehow... We it's find true. that it's relevant to, to her in some way. I don't know what's best for comedy in any of uh, this raid on Cohen because it's it's it, it's ultimately I don't think it's going to lead to anything that oh, we're going to that's going to yeah, become public knowledge in in a, in a reasonable amount of time. I mean, I suspect this is campaign finance related. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, and right, all. If if there's nothing that directly implicates the president, he's going to be fine. You know, if if they're smart enough to not have any kind of paper trail, or if Cohen's not going to say anything under oath that would implicate the president, there's not really anything that ties to it. So Cohen could go to jail, but if Cohen goes to jail, that doesn't mean that anything happens. To president Somebody Trump. on on Facebook po- posted, "No, I'm really serious about this. Put Michael Cohen on suicide watch." That I mean, that that would be one way. To, <laughs> that's going all the way for the boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would now, uh, and for those that aren't watching on YouTube, I'm about to make air quotes. Is it Suicide Watch or you know Suicide Watch? Because <laughs> maybe he knows too much. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. exactly. so there's a couple of different ways to to look at that. Uh, how loud does the roar from other Republicans have to get about this? For it to really seem, you know, for it to be taken more seriously, you know, I mean, they basically, you know, there's legislation that could be passed that wouldn't would make sure that Mueller can't be fired. There's not there's nothing legally preventing it at the moment. Do you think anything? Well, what do you think would happen for them to actually do that? And we'll take out of consideration the fact that it's Republicans, Republican president. What do you think it would happen that they would actually pass something like that? I don't think that they will. Um, I've heard even Republican supporters of the investigation do not think that there needs to be legislation passed about it. But I think that if Trump tried anything, I think you would even see the Republican Congress supporting the continuance of the investigation, whether or not it's headed up by Mueller. I I would say the only thing that I think that would really scare them is if the polls look like it was going to be a huge blue wave for them and they were going to be completely knocked out of power starting with the lower levels and 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 state governments and they were going to lose their grip on on the house and potentially the senate um i think that's really going to be the bottom line for them because if they feel like they're going to lose and they're going to lose big and they know that they're out and they're going to be out of power and essentially trump is going to be 
a like, lame duck, more or less, that they're going to act. Like the the wave will knock over the wall. Yeah, and then exactly. It It'll crash right over that wall. Ever. <laughs> well, I feel bad if the wave knocks over the wall. I feel bad for the National Guard troops that are stationed there. So I hope that they bring their surfboards and that they're all right. Uh, in the chat, there's a very detailed conversation going on. Uh, our Scott Brown is stepping up to point out that uh, he can't fire Mueller. And he mm-hmm. gives, and see, this is like, is this true or is it made up? He's like, 28 CFR 600.4-600.10, according to those regulations, a special counsel, quote, may be disciplined or removed from, by office only by the personal action of the Attorney General, which is right. essentially what you're which saying. Which is what I said, yes. But it's the fact that he has, the, like, the CFR and and the numbers and the points, <laughs> uh, to which Lady Goth says, gee, Scott Brown, what do you do in your free time? <laughs> in any case, uh, I, thought, I, I like that we're getting factual information there in the chat. So you know that's... Not fake news. If you want real news, you go to our chat. That's right. That, you know, there is what's in the letter of the law, sure. and then there's the practicality of being able mm-hmm. to work around it the way that Scott was saying mm-hmm. as to why it's debatable. Well, I'm exhausted, so I think it's probably a good time to take a break. And when we come back, just a little light conversation about Syria. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Trump Report. Christian Blatt, Chelsea Galicia, Tamara Brown, and of course, the one, the only Scott Moore, and special not-yet-seen guest Brad Morin from Australia on the couch. We'll talk to him a little later. Uh, let's, let's talk about a chemical attack in Syria. It's a great way to welcome mm. you back from the break. Yeah. Uh, and now, we have a, we have a tweet from uh, President Trump where he points out, Many dead, including women and children. And mindless chemical, chemicals capitalized, I'm not quite sure why. Chemical attack in Syria. Area of atrocity is in lockdown and encircled by Syrian army, making it completely inaccessible to outside world. President Putin, Russia, and Iran are responsible for backing animal Assad. Big price, dot, dot, dot. Obviously, very serious thing that he's commenting on that won't prevent me from pointing out that animal Assad... Not not his best nickname. It's it's actually pretty far. Like, I was honestly not- like Lion Hillary's the best one, and everything since then's been like. I thought, wasn't it Lion Ted? Uh, I was like yeah, crooked, crooked Hillary. Hillary. I'm sorry, you're right. No, yeah, <laughs> Don't I, get your nickname get those nicknames so It's it's, it's Man, easy to do that though. I, and I usually pay. I usually play Trump nickname bingo, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm going to have to adjust the game board at home. Lamb the sham. Lamb the sham. Lamb the sham. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um, anyway, so uh, obviously, it, like I said, it's a, it's a very serious thing that happened, but mm-hmm. uh, not a surprise that uh, this is what uh, Assad is up to. The surprise is directly pointing fingers at Putin and Iran to a lesser extent. But when President Trump is accusatory or talks about sanctions to to Russia, is he like trying to throw us off the trail? Like you know, like mm-hmm. I kind of don't want anybody know want anybody in high school to know I made out with the ugly girl. So I'm going to just make fun of her too. <laughs> Do they think that that's what it is? Uh, where does anyone else think is what it is? Is really what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> Scott, what do you think about the fact that he's directly implicating Putin in in backing Assad? No, yeah, I absolutely do. I think it's a way, knowing that Mueller's on on the trail right now and it's getting closer and closer, that it's a great way to say, see, I'm not really involved with this whole Russia thing because I'm calling them out and we're and I'm letting these sanctions happen and getting the oligarchs uh, sanctioned and yeah, doing all this stuff to make sure that they don't do anything anymore, see? So I can't definitely be involved with this whole Russia thing after all. So, yeah, I do think it's a little bit of that, of course. 
Uh, Tamara, obviously nothing funny about this, but um, the funny part is, what do, you th- what do you think Putin thinks when he hears that, uh, hey, you know that thing that happened in Syria? Yeah, yeah, Trump dragged you into it. I feel like it's completely calculated. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like before Trump tweets Putin's name at all, he gets Putin gets a little text saying yeah. like, "Hey man, by the I'm way, about to, you, hey, I'm you about up? To question mark? F- exactly. <laughs> Putin's like, new yeah. phone. Who this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, <laughs> hey Putin, <laughs> it's DT. Uh, what up? Or you know, whatever. The Donald Russian. Probably. The Donald. His nickname maybe. is always Russian Vlad. Sleet, street lingo is the equivalent to all that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I I always I don't know who knows anything, but I I always assume that. Putin is in on it. Mm-hmm. He knows when so you think he's he he's knows. pulling all the strings, including his own string. He mm-hmm. makes himself okay. Uh, what do you think, Chelsea? About uh, you know, obviously, what happened in Syria, but also President Trump's response. Okay, so am I the only one that was really caught by the word "mindless chemical attack"? Mindless doesn't fit. The word I think he was looking for, if he had one, would be heartless. Or, or, or senseless, actually. Senseless. Yeah. Either yeah. one of those we would accept. The judges, mm-hmm. the the, uh, the East German judge, would give you points for that. But a mindless means I accidentally chemically attacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a great of, point. You know what? Yeah. Or, I'm or so like mindless was, I didn't catch it. It was intentional, but it, but it was just like off by 200 yards <laughs> yes. or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I actually meant to guess those people. Yeah. As, it, <laughs> my face is red. It's that kind of thing that makes me think, how do people believe that he is a smart person and I know that people think well he's smart because look how much money he has but can we please once and for all disconnect right, money. money from intelligence yes can, exactly please. I mean I even try and do it when people are like oh you're a lawyer that must mean you're smart no 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 they're smart and then they're a lawyer and sometimes they overlap right. and many <laughs> times they do not so, but same thing with money mm-hmm. and smart please mm-hmm. let's separate them but see okay. I'm not very smart and I don't have much money so I, that would lead me to believe that someone who did have a lot of money was smart enough to figure out how to get it even if it's, they won in the lottery, they're just smart enough to pick the right numbers. Um, oh. <laughs> You're making me lose faith in, in smart, okay. smart enough to be born into the right family. Right. Uh, I was yeah. not smart enough. See, with exactly. a million dollar. I wish uh, I was a little smarter yeah. that way. Yeah. The, the other thing that occurs to me when he says that, I'm like, oh, welcome to nuance, Mr. Mm-hmm. Trump. Because just last week, he's like, we're getting out of Syria. Right, exactly. And then now he's like, big price to pay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you see that things aren't so simplistic. It's not one person is all right and the other is all wrong Mm -hmm. or all good or all bad. And, you know, this trade deal is just bad. And this is, I mean, I, I hope that people, I think Americans want it to be that simple. And I think that's why so many people have followed Trump because they're like, he simplifies this for Mm -hmm. us. You know, things are good or bad. The Iran deal is good or bad. First of all, do you think Trump has ever read the Iran deal? Does he even know it? Of course not. He doesn't, it doesn't read, so he has no so, clue. So it's... Th- we I mean, if there's a book being... on tape, he might have he might have like listened to it while he was gone. If it was on, being honest. read by Fox yes, and Friends, maybe. And, and, and lots of graphics <laughs> and pictures. So, yeah, so so if Pete Ducey does the book on tape, then he's going to hear it. Then he'll actually listen to it. All right, well, that's the way to get it done. So I want people to start understanding, look, yes, we don't want to spend $7 trillion on endless wars. I'm with you. And there may be an appropriate action that we, as part of the world community, Mm -hmm. should be a part of in this situation. Things are a bit complicated. They're not as simple as we hope that they are or the way that he 
tries to explain that they are, and I, I hope that we're all getting a little bit more sophistication, sophisticated in our knowledge of what's going on in the world and what our response should be. It's not always the United States is bad for intervening um, in something, and it's not always good when America goes around like an imperialist. Mm-hmm. Who are you hoping is more informed in what's going on in the world? Do you mean American people? Yeah. Oh, honey, who have I lost faith in now? Uh, <laughs> uh, one more thing before we take a break. That's asking a lot. <laughs> uh, President Trump's talking about sending troops to the border. Uh, now, I guess it's volunteers and National Guard. Uh, great headline from the Washington Post. Troops sent by Trump to the border will fly drones, gather intel, and clear brush. So it sounds to me like... They're going to play video games, spy on each other, and clean up trash. Kind of sounds like, you know, sort of like the chain gang on the side of the road when you're, you know, a prisoner and you get to go out and work out in public. It's like, yeah, clear some brush. Um, I, is that is that keeping... So is he building a wall to keep brush out of the United States? Because if so, I think this is the way the to Southwest do it. Southwest has an epidemic right. of tumbleweeds, tumbleweeds as, yep. as movies... Mm-hmm. Have let us know for decades. Yes, it is indeed the tumbleweed connection. But when you hear this, Chelsea, what do you think? Uh, is is this is this really? No, I was going to ask you a dumb. I was going to no, ask a dumb question. Oh. Let me ask a better one. Is this the worst usage we could have for our national guard? I was going to ask. Is this a good usage for the national guard? I already knew. I was is being a lawyer. I knew what the answer was to that question. So I asked a different question. Uh, is this the worst usage? How about this? We can send as many. Uh, National Guard troops to the border as we send to Puerto Rico. Is that a fair deal? Wait, but that mm-hmm. would be like, what, six or none? Or So I, I if you really care about the border, fine. We're going to show equal concern to the people of Puerto Rico, who still many are without basic um, yes. utilities. Yeah. And I just still. read the Hurricane Maria report came out from the National Hurricane Center yesterday. They do for every storm. And just going back and reading how terrible it is and how many people still don't have the basic infrastructure to get through is is mind-boggling. So I'm trying in an effort to compromise. This is what I'm suggesting, and I would like to hear from Storage Yard resident who is very passionate about this wall if he thinks that's a fair deal. Well, a uh, surgery resident can uh, certainly let us know. Uh, As anybody can, mm-hmm. but well, yeah. I particularly... Um, he checks in at the beginning, and then he just studies what we say. Oh, so uh, okay. we may or may not hear from him, but uh, that'll be all right. Um, Tamara. Sir. Are you signing up to clear a brush at the border? Would you volunteer? I already have. Oh, I okay. have I've been down there for the Can't past you tell few her weeks. Tan. Yeah. <laughs> She took her her private plane down there. Oh, right. Uh, (laughs) Her yacht. She took her yacht down. Mm From what I understand, you know, a big part of this whole, um, the the ridiculousness of Trump's wall in part is because so much of the actual border is you can't. You can't build on it. It's in like terrain that, like, it's it's not like there's a large majority of surface area where these these people are going to be just like making a, a a chain like a Red Rover Red Rover chain across the border. <laughs> but imagine so, if they did just for a it's second. It's just their caravans. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. continue. They line up. Yeah. So wait, what was the question? Would I go down there? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I I've been there. I, I think it's. Uh, Hey, you know, it, maybe it's useful to those border towns to have um, some people buying, you know, 
oranges on the side of the road. Maybe it'll be good for the local economy. Yeah. Well, I, they, can, they can raise the price of bottled water at the. I, I've, <laughs> I've booked my family vacation for the summer down to the border wall, so we're mm-hmm. all going to help out. So don't worry. Beautiful. What were you going to say, Chelsea? I was going to say, hey, why don't they National Guard do intel on the Americans who are buying the drugs at the border? Um, that sounds like it would be a, a, a violation of our rights if they were investigating. I'm like, don't I have a right to do something illegal like buy drugs? I mean, if that's what, it, I mean, <laughs> that's that's sure. Okay, fine. I would say fine. I'm okay with decriminalizing drugs if you want them. Fine, but if the I mean, National I don't, Guard, but if I want if the National Guard can do something at all to relieve the violence going on. Um, in border towns, I mean, then I would say perhaps that's but, a good. But that's also use. a misconception, though, when you think about El Paso being one of the safest towns in, in the country. Um, and the problem is, you really just don't have the type of violence that they're claiming they can do. And they also are hamstrung because they can't use weapons. They can't. They can't arrest people. But they got binoculars. Right. They hopefully. can spy on people. You know, there's people. like cities like um, Juarez. You right. know, these these towns where there is an unbelievable amount of murder going on. Well, that's on the other side. Because of our demand. I know this is so, this is the part that angers me so much Mm -hmm. is that they all get killed trying to bring us our, you know, vices. Well, they're providing a service. They're giving us something that we need. But wait, so are you saying, yeah, we need our illegal drugs. Um, Other people need them. Okay, Charlie Sheen needs him. Uh, but uh, so, are you saying that I should probably see if my reservation for Club Med Juarez is refundable? <laughs> is that what you're trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll try and do that during the break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about Facebook, and we'll also get the Australian perspective from an American. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Trump Report. Christian Blatt, Chelsea Galicia, Tamara Brown, Scott Moore, and on the couch, revealing himself for the very first time, the mysterious visitor from the other side of the world, Brad Morris. Brad, say hi to the people. Hi, people. How's everyone going? All right, I didn't say ask everybody how they're doing. I just said say hi. But anyway, Brad, uh, you are an American, as your accent would indicate. Uh, that is correct. But you live in Australia for 15 years now, give or take? Correct. So uh, I wanted to start off this segment by getting sort of the, it can be a little bit your perspective, but what do the Australians, and I'm talking about the day-to-day people you talk to, but also the the Australian media and press, what do they think of what's going on over here in the United States? To put it slightly into context, and I will keep it brief, um, I moved to Australia 15 years ago, and I moved there uh, under W. And it was an extremely hostile environment to be American because a lot of people thought that the war in Iraq was unjust. Um, Australians in particular were really upset about it. Um, And so I actually went through a lot of American um, hazing, so to speak. A lot of people called me names. It was actually really unpleasant. Uh, But then under Obama, literally people were crying and hugging me. And it was great. And everyone thought Obama walked on water. Now, whether or not he actually did is debatable. That's definitely debatable. Because I'm not saying he didn't. I would not go on record saying that Obama didn't walk on water. Well, he might have. You know. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there was this disbelief when Trump was elected. And ever since then, you know, I was expecting the hate to come back. Instead, people just put their arm around me and it's like, oh, honey, 
Come on, please. We'll take care of you. Um, yeah. Would you like a blanket? Would you like a nap? Maybe in four years, this will all be over. Maybe. Or if you ask Scott, yeah. it's uh, two minutes yeah. or yeah. ten minutes. A couple yeah. months. Yeah, uh, after midterms, <laughs> yes. realistically. Early, uh, by this time next yeah, year. Hopefully, I think yeah, it's 2019. But uh, so, yeah. have, there's, so the other thing is we have a two-tier economy. Um, Australia is very heavily based on the world economy basically around the U.S. Um, and China. And so when the great financial crisis global happened years ago, um, our economy didn't really crash because we relied so much on China and they were cooking the books at that point uh, and saying, oh, no, our economy's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, well, at the moment, this, this whole discussion of tariffs and a trade war has Australians absolutely sweating bullets because hmm. the two They don't even pillars, have guns and they're sweating bullets. That's well, right. Hey, no. <laughs> no it's, it's a, it's they, they might be able to have bullets. They just can't shoot them. They're, just, well, they're, they're sweating massive. boomerangs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we throw, the bullets. Yes. we throw the bullets at one another. Oh, that's they come right back. Nicely done. But yeah, so it, the world is really, I mean, outside of the United States, um, the perspective is not good. And at the moment, a lot of people are really... Uh, for the first time, and I grew up traveling the world, I grew up in Japan and tra- getting dragged across Asia, um, I'm seeing the first time that people are really looking at the U.S. as a hindrance, as a real problem, mm-hmm. and we are not being seen as leaders anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ironic, mm-hmm. isn't it? So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, so what do they what? think we should do? Do they think we should? I think he should be impeached. Oh. Um, Based on what, though? Just that they don't like him. Uh, they, look... What's really interesting is the media in Australia is often owned by Murdoch. Mm-hmm. And so it's heavily right-wing focused. Even because of that, Australians in general are very nervous by Trump. They think that um, he was not – there's something hinky about the way he goes about doing things. A lot of what he's done is dishonest, um, and he should be impeached because of that stuff. Um, a lot of people say, well, if you, if, if you guys impeached uh, Clinton for what he did – um, why the hell is Trump still in office? Now, I understand that Clinton lied under oath, and that was a problem, and all of that. And well, what President did, Trump has lied on Twitter, which seems to be the same, <laughs> same thing as lying under oath. Would you not agree? Well, according to him, probably. Right. Do, do they think that there's Russian collusion? Absolutely. Down? There's no doubt, mm-hmm. according to a lot of people I talk to. Okay. Now, albeit, I live in Melbourne, which is you know the coffee-drinking, black-wearing, um, hipster, lefty central of the universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have an, a very small political minor party called the Greens, and we, that controls – I mean, we're greenies, and that, so that controls sa- Melbourne. It, it sounds to me like uh, like Melbourne is the – is it the San Francisco of, of Australia? Yeah, very much like a Boston. Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, right, exactly. Well, I have a question. So we keep hearing about how globally, you know, not just in the United States, is there this conservative – sort of coming come up and it's happening across the globe is there an australian conservative um, movement that's like gaining political steam no um <laughs> short answer no uh there was a very brief one um and julia gillard was sort of removed from office and mm-hmm. tony abbott went in um and he was our version of the right-wing clown um he was actually removed by his own party for being so boring and so uh, for a lot, he's just I not mean, popular. Let me just interrupt for boring? a second. At boring. this point, I, I would, I think we would welcome <laughs> yeah. boring. boring. Well, boring would be yes. amazing. Yeah. I would love boring. I would love uh, like a week where nobody says the president's name out loud. You know, just because yeah. it's like oh, he's just he's doing president stuff. Whatever. Where you can't even make jokes about right. him because yeah. it's so just boring. too. There's yeah. just nothing. 
There's well, just nothing there. Well, that's what President Ralph Nader would have given us, but uh, <laughs> we, we, we weren't so lucky. Anyway, sorry. I, I'm actually a teacher, and the guy that they replaced Abbott with about a year ago, maybe even longer, I actually can't even remember because he's the guy they replaced him with is so boring. My kids don't know who's leading the country. Um, I have to repeat them, you know, repeatedly remind them because he is so boring and he's done absolutely nothing. And he's technically right, you know, mm-hmm. he's not a lefty of, by any stretch, right. but he's not doing anything. He's sort of lame duck and people are talking about him being kicked out in the next election. Now, we have an ultra right wing, ultra nationalist, says racist, awful things all the time like Trump. Um, she's Pauline Hansen is her name. She's got red hair, very famous. Um, in Australian politics, and she is still around, um, but people look at her like she's a clown, and that she gets the respect that she deserves. Well, she, which does is not. Ha- she does have red hair. Oh, yeah. So that would probably be a reason to look at her like a clown. So oh, yeah. what you're trying mm-hmm. to say is that my impression before this conversation started is mm. that Australia was controlled by Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, and the remaining members of ACDC. So you're saying that is actually not the ruling class in Australia? No, it's very much Murdoch. Uh, mm. Murdoch and the Packers... Um, just the Green Bay Packers? Nah, yeah. Did somebody else see? I saw very briefly on Facebook somebody said there was a raid on um, Murdoch in the UK. Yes, there was. I did not see it. I just saw the headline. I did only yeah, see I the headline. I don't know anything so, uh, more detail about it. Fun well, stuff. we should try and find mm-hmm. out. We'll, we'll, uh, uh, Scott, I'm going to put you over there on the Murdoch desk yes. for a second. See what you can find out about I that. But Brad, do, yes. you, do yeah. you guys want to ask about the other fun thing? Universal health care is pretty cool. Well, oh, yeah. yes, 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 absolutely. So wait, let's spend one minute on it. For, because I, A I, good long minute, Well, here's please. the thing about it. Because universal health care, there's all the things that are great about it. But what were you just telling me about yeah. at lunch? So, so well, I'll let him start with a negative, and then I'll let you talk okay. about you know, and then I have a, I have okay. a quick negative and okay. a quick positive. So a good friend of mine um, was injured at a concert a couple of years ago. Um, and because he he was a student, he did Sorry, not have... you're skipping the fact that it was a, a polka metal concert? It was a polka metal yeah, concert. I, he got his knee kicked sideways. Make sure you keep yeah, the, okay. the important... You don't bury the lead there. No, yeah, sorry. I wasn't sure how much detail I should get into. <laughs> um, so he actually had to wait nine months um, to have the operation fix his knee, and then they had to re-break it. Um, so he actually healed the wrong way, so, and they had to fix so it. So nine months to have a broken leg healed. But... That was because he was getting his doctorate. He was a poor student. He was his wife wasn't working, and he needed he could not afford health insurance, private health insurance, in addition to universal. Now you actually get penalized on your taxes now if that because that law has come in in the last couple of years. Which law? That you actually, if you do not have private insurance to supplement universal. Um, you actually get penalized on your taxes. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and it's not, it's actually usually cheaper to get health insurance than to get penalized on your taxes. Um, now, on the other hand, I flicked something, I'm blind in one eye, and I only have one good eye, and I flicked something into my good eye in the middle of the night. It was Sunday night a couple years ago, well, a long time ago, six years ago. Um, and I had an emergency procedure, um, multiple procedures over the course of the night. Um, it was, as I said, it was like, 2 a.m. on Sunday when I finally got out. And for the entire process, I had to pay $11 for painkillers that I used once. And that was the entirety of what I paid. And I didn't use my private at all. And that's not your private. That was entirely universal. Why why was the knee story, why was that not It was a specialist and the backup, the line in public, Mm -hmm. non-private 
Which which is what you'll hear. Which you hear uh, is the yeah. Can- Canadians will often say yeah. that if you really need a procedure done, you got to pay, get yourself to mm-hmm. the United States and pay for it out of pocket, just depending on what it is. Now, there are, of course, many things that are good about a nationalized health care. And again, Chelsea, I will say, one minute, but only because we have seven and we have to still talk about Facebook and I have comments from sort of I just want to ask, what do you think is the solution to the Australian um, medical problem? I, I don't think we really have a medical problem. So the guy who waited nine so months. Oh, yeah, but so like, the solution is that private health insurance is now more common. Um, the, they sort of revolutionized the industry a little bit, and they required people to get it. Um, so, look, if you don't have it, it How expensive is it per yeah, person? Great question. Like, so it's, the, the um, supplemental private yeah, exactly. uh, It's a couple hundred... Uh, it's. Like, I think I paid like, like, before I got married to someone who works in the industry. Um, I think I paid seventy dollars a month. Okay, done. Okay, I can do that. And that gives me really good coverage. That's better than dental, vis- vision, everything. I pay three fifty a month. No dental, no yeah. vision. And it's probably Just, not great coverage. Wow. Yeah, it's the bottom rung. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I never need to go. Of course not, because Where you're so you young and needed it, Somebody yeah. find me wood. It's yes. because of all my kale. We know this. <laughs> yes. It's the all the kale. The uh, I do want to talk about Facebook, but uh, our pal Storage Yard resident did respond to something from the earlier segment. I think he has a valid point in, t- in terms of sending the National Guard to the border. He says it is better to send the National Guard to the border than when they were sent to Iraq. I find it hard to disagree with that sentiment. Uh, Chelsea, let me know if you disagree. Did the National Guard go to Iraq? Well, I'm just, he's saying, in, you know, I mean, saying instead of sending soldiers to Iraq, you know, I mean, I think that's what he's saying mm-hmm. is, uh, and... But that's a, I mean, both are terrible. The <laughs> military, are terrible. The military like, defends the borders I, of other countries, so why not this country's borders? Uh, so those are those are his points. Anyway, I, we wanted to to give him the. So voice. are they going to go up to Canada too? Are I they going to be on the border Puerto there? Rico. How much yeah. do we give a shiznat about our own people, our own American citizens? So, do you think the people making decisions consider Puerto Ricans uh, American citizens? I feel yeah. like they don't even realize the relationship. I think that they think it's just like... That's the, right, because they don't vote in federal yeah. elections to be able to, towards the Electoral College, so they have no say. So, that's what's going to change when they move to Florida, and it becomes a Democratic <laughs> state again. Then they'll be thinking differently. All okay, right. let this Zuckerberg stuff, this has been... <laughs> Most of my day as I've been driving around listening to <laughs> well, him. Well, tell us what you've thought as it sort of unfolded. Yeah, I haven't I mean, listened to Well, to one of the things... He, first that, of all, he showed up in a suit. I was going to say, that was the, that he looks very key. handsome in his big boy suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of things that struck uh, me. First of all, there was a question of, do you, does Facebook have a monopoly? And he was like, no. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm glad that that came up, and I hope that that was not just a passing thing, that we start to have a real conversation about monopoly. Monopolies, not the game, but the <laughs> actual... Boardwalk Park Place. <laughs> right. Okay, next. Uh, the other... This, I think, is some a really, really great opportunity for Americans to get to know their senators. You get to know a lot about your representative when they ask the questions mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. do. And you get a good sense of how with it they are, like how that. smart they That's are. That's a good how, point. Now, I believe it was Orrin Hatch... Who asked, and I kid you not, was like, so you're telling me that Facebook does not charge its users, correct? (laughs) Yes. So then how does Facebook make money? And Mark's like, Senator, ads. 
And I next thought that Orrin Hatch was going to ask, and where do babies come from? <laughs> because I, this makes me, you have to pass a, like a, I don't, it's, it's not an IQ or even an EQ. It's like a cultural cue test about how America works. If you don't know about Facebook running mm-hmm. on ads, you cannot be a representative. Well, also, in don't the forget Senate. he's 85 and he's retiring, yeah. so that explains a little bit right there. He's, well, he's the one that again. writes comments on his grandson's yeah. page and signs his name in the comments section, <laughs> like all old people do, thinking that well, you don't know who it is unless I write my name. Your full name, first and last name. Well, Orrin no Hatch, Hatch is so old that he actually has YouTube. That is, uh, and I actually meant to say MySpace. MySpace, so. yeah. <laughs> all right. It's Friendster. I'll tell the joke differently. He has Friendster, yeah. Uh, but that's all right. It wasn't that good of a joke. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I think the question that he's asking indirectly, I'm, I'm giving him more credit than I probably <laughs> should, is do you make money from selling your members' information? Mm-hmm. Facebook because says no. That, I know, but that's the way to ask that mm-hmm. question, I yes. think. I do think that's what well, he's trying to Well, the question's been asked 42,000 uh, times, and he keeps saying and no. the answer is always no. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there, there are questions. Uh, here's what I like. I heard a uh, Louisiana Republican, Kennedy, who said, I don't really want to regulate Facebook, but if you don't clean up your act... I might have to. And I was like, well, now there is a Republican I may be able Mm -hmm. to respect. i got to listen to what he says about other things. But I think that that was really the heart of this whole thing is can Facebook get it together enough to do this on their own or will the government have to step in? Now, if history is any lesson to us, no. I don't remember the last time any large company was allowed to regulate itself Mm -hmm. and didn't screw us all up later in a big way. Banks, anyone? Yeah. Uh, m- most important question from all of this, Tamara, um, how hard do you think the Winklevoss twins are laughing today? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know what's going on. Yeah. They haven't heard about it. They're off I mean, on their private they're, island. They're by they, they, so yeah. they haven't. They yeah. haven't paid attention yeah. to the news. They're just the spending the interest yeah. from the, uh, <laughs> from the buyout but still. In, in, the, in the portion of, of the hearing that I, that I heard, there, there was a lot of Zuckerberg saying, um, let me get my team, get back to you on that. Let me, my team will get that data to you. So, like, there was a lot of, you know, as these go, like, we didn't get a lot of questions answered. But one thing that, one part that I thought was more important than, than it got uh, was he was asked, when a user deletes their profile, do you keep their data? And at first he said no right away. And then the the question was sort of reworked. There was a couple more questions answered, and then an- he was asked again. So on Instagram and Facebook, when a user deletes their profile, how long until uh, how long do you keep that data? And he said, "Well, I- I- off the top of my head, I don't know, but uh, we'll have to have my team get back to you on that." So it's sort of like you know, mm-hmm, flip flopped on what he was saying. So it- it's little things like that where I I. I think a lot of really valuable information is coming out of this that we're not really... You kind of have to listen to the whole thing to... to yeah. Oh, and well, then Facebook is pr- cooperating with the Mueller investigation. Did you hear that? I right? did hear that. Well, you know, here's the key. That The key takeaway, then, is that uh, the Facebook team is going to be very well, busy. I was just going to say the key takeaway is that having a team that you can throw under the bus is always a good thing. <laughs> exactly. You don't have but to know anything. The team that I'll never throw under the bus <laughs> is all of us here at the Trump Report because we are out of time. Uh, thanks to uh, everybody in the chat 
glad everybody watched. Uh, special thanks to the man from Down Under. Yes, you can feel the thunder. Brad Morin, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. Because I felt like you weren't <laughs> going to say anything. Uh, and I'm Christian Black. Oh, don't forget to follow the show at Trump Report ABTV. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Chelsea Galicia, where do people find you? At Chelsea Galicia. Tamara Brown, where do people find you? Find me on YouTube at Hey Tamara. And Scott Moore. You can find me on Twitter at SMan80. And we will see you next Tuesday at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Our new time that we're settling into, at least for a while. It's getting cozy. Uh, It's it's a little cozy. Uh, We will see you all then. Thanks, everyone. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.